It can really freak you out if you think about the fact that every time we drive out onto the streets of San Antonio, we put our hands, our lives into the hands of all the other drivers out there. It's chilling how often I see people on their phones or with kids in the back seat without seatbelts on or even in the front. It's all I can do to the knuckle, white knucklehead through town knowing that I can't trust the rules of the road, but instead I have to trust the people that are interpreting to and choosing to follow or not follow those rules at any given time. Driving in San Antonio, Texas sustains both a robust prayer life and a colorful vocabulary. Rules, whether they be on the road or elsewhere, are not trustworthy. Rules can be broken. Rules can be worked around with the power of a good argument. Rules are only as good as those that are following them. Rules themselves can't keep anyone safe. If you lived in Turkey or Syria right about now, rules would not have helped you get out of the rubble of the devastating earthquake this last week. Rules for construction did not keep buildings from collapsing on themselves. Rules about who is a first responder and who can give medical care if they were followed to the letter would have meant that thousands less people would have been saved. No one can rely on rules at a time like that. They can only hope that their neighbor will start digging and not stop until they're found. This morning's scriptures are about the power of community over rules about relying on one another. Not on a system, not on a theology, not on a best practice, not on synodical rules, but on each other. Jesus took this on in our gospel. He started with some heavy-hitting issues that were already being hotly contested amongst the religious authorities of the day. If you felt triggered by the content of the gospel this morning or uncomfortable in any way, Jesus' pedagogy is still working. That's what he liked to do. It was like a hot poker, how he taught. He purposefully tried to make people squirm and feel shocked and uncomfortable so that he could strip away the things that don't matter and get to the heart of things. In this morning's gospel, he took these hot-button issues so that he could get to something deeper. Reminding folk that things like divorce, oath-making, hurting each other, were not really up for a black and white moral categorization as much as they were an invitation into the shadows of the human heart. His teaching asserts that rules may represent a community working toward unity, but they are not what makes that happen. It doesn't matter how many rules you put on something, it all comes down to trust, compassion, and relationship. Those are the things that help people do those rules and do those things that care for each other, right? When the chips are down, when the big earthquake hits, when the crisis occurs, when you're lost and hurting, rules may point the way, but only love 
can heal. Only relationships has hands, feet, legs, arms. In Joan Chinister's Radical Christian Life, you're gonna, you're just gonna get a lot of Benedictine stuff for the next, you know, few months because I just came back from Holy Wisdom. She recounts an encounter between Saint Benedict and his sister, Saint Scholastica, who was a religious juggernaut in her own right. So the story reads like this: During one of their annual visits, Scholastica, which is quite the name, I just. You know, anybody having a baby coming up, you can think about that. Inspired by the depth of their conversation, asked Benedict to remain overnight in the place where they were meeting in order to continue their talk and reflection on spiritual things. Benedict wouldn't even think of it. It was getting dark. It was time to get back to the monastery. It was time to get on with the regular routine of spiritual life. Unable to persuade him, Scholastica put her head down on the table in deep prayer. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a great storm brought flash floods, and Benedict realized that he could not possibly return to the monastery that night. And the dialogues say he complained bitterly. He said, God forgive you, sister. What have you done? Scholastica answered simply, I asked you for a favor, and you refused. I asked my God, and I got it. The story is a vague word mining for a lifetime. It tells us that law is never greater than love. It tells us to be un intent on pursuing the values of life, not simply its rules. It tells us that discipline is necessary in the spiritual life, but that religious discipline is not enough. That depth is a process, and that depth, depth costs. It tells us that God lurks in strange places, and waits for us, and puts in our path just what we need in order to become who we were meant to be. God fractured Benedict's rigidity in favor of a greater vision. Has your rigidity been fractured yet? Rules point the way, but only love heals. Some of us are really captivated by the rules of things. You know who you are, you love them. We keep our, our lives at arm's length almost so that we can try to predict and control it with all of these rules that are set in place. But if we can become truly acquainted with love, we will see that the rules of things are only and ever a means to an end. And if the rules don't get us there, well, they're meant to be broken. Some of us use rules as an excuse to stay on the sidelines, right? Well, you might say to yourself, I am not a professional. I am not trained for this. I am not a pastor or a social worker. Um, I really, I don't have time anyway. There's just nothing I can do for my neighbor who is hurting. Toward that end, I ask you, can you bake cookies? Can you pick up a kid from t-ball practice? Can you gather flowers from your garden and put them in a vase and put them on a front porch? Can you open a bottle of wine and listen? Can you pray? Can you organize a meal train? Can you visit a hospital or a nursing home or a living room and do a crossword puzzle with someone? Can you do a small house project? 
These are all parts of the healing of the world. It's the work of the body of Christ. And together, remember, we lack no spiritual gift. Remember, God is not inviting us to go out there and to, and to, to do all of the work ourselves. Each of us lays a brick. Remember? One person plants, another walks. Someone else comes for the rest. So I ask you, my siblings in Christ, in what ways are rules holding you back? Are they giving you an alibi to your fear so that you can stay complacent and small when the world needs you? Are they providing a sense of false safety and rigidity that keeps you from being moved by the Spirit? Are they keeping you back? Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with rules, and I want my daughter to hear that more than anyone this morning. They are important and helpful, but they will not save us. Our right relationship with God and one another, grace, love, Resurrection, that's what heals. Amen. Let's stand together and